Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Manaman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes and baseball content from the tri-state area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Manaman on Twitter. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and we have another coach joining the podcast today, and he is a former player at Loris College, and he is currently the assistant coach and pitching coach at Loris College. It is Coach Aiden Wojciechowski, also known as Coach Woj. Coach, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Thanks for having me, Coach Manman. Really excited to talk Dubuque baseball and, and Loris baseball specifically. Good lead into my first question. It's like you <laughs> knew that first question was coming, but I am a University of Dubuque guy. I am a University of Dubuque. I, I am a Spartan alum. Sell me and sell the listeners on Loris College, the college experience alone. Yeah, so I think the first thing to think of when you think of Loris College and you're trying to sell Loris College is find an alumni and ask them about Loris and watch their eyes light up. And to me, from Wisconsin, never really heard of Loris until I was recruited to Loris. Um, and now being here for going on eight years, if you wear a Loris T-shirt to a, an airport or a restaurant, you're going to have two or three people, no matter where you are in the United States, um, find you and say, oh, Duhawks, I love the Duhawks. So just from a, a recognition and a, an alumni-based standpoint, Loris is awesome. You're going to get a great education. You know, whatever you're going to go into, Loris has, has top-notch programs in a lot of different areas. And then when you start to look at the baseball program, I think the biggest selling point is head coach Carl Tebon. He's been here for 26 years, and the culture that he has created um, over those 26 years is something that I was drawn to right away when I came to Loris, and I think a lot of a lot of players and a lot of people are drawn to that that culture that uh, he set up over his 26 years at Loris and 26 plus years as a as a collegiate baseball coach. You mentioned though when you wear Loris stuff, no matter where you wear it, whether it's in an airport, out of the area, people will will yell Loris or or will yell comments at you. Well, Coach Tebon sent me. Uh, Laura's starter kit when I when I interviewed him he sent me a shirt he sent me a very nice thank you note that I still have displayed in my classroom and he also sent me a Laura's hat and whenever I wear that hat I get people that make comments to me or will ask me about my experience at Laura's College I have since stopped wearing the hat because it is too long of a story to tell people, well, you know, I do this podcast and I had the head coach on and then everybody knows, oh, you had T-Bon on. So maybe I do need to wear it because it, it brings in a few listeners. Now, you sold me on the college. You sold me on on the baseball program. You and I, back in the summer a while ago, had the opportunity. We sat by each other at the uh, Hempstead-Wallert game, and we've connected on a couple other of occasions. And you had an interesting story 
about your path to Loris College and about your path to the baseball program. I enjoyed hearing it back in June. I'm sure the listeners will enjoy hearing it now. So can you tell us about your path to Loris College and the baseball program? Yeah, absolutely. I was recruited to Loris to play football. And I, I really picked Loris because of the media studies program. Loris has a, a top-notch media program that goes toe-to-toe with any program in the Midwest. Um, but came, came to Loris as a football player and with my dream to be the next Scott Van Pelt with, with hopefully a little more hair than, than Van Pelt has. But uh, it's funny how I, I ended up playing baseball for four years, um, and now I'm, I'm going to be a college baseball coach, and the, the dream is to be a head baseball coach. But they always say things work out for you, and you find what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and if you would have told me on my first day at Loris in, in a football practice that I'd be Carl Tebon's head assistant um, and I'd be a a business major and a media major, double major, um, and that I'd be end up being a college baseball coach. I would have, I would have told you you're nuts. Um, but here I am, almost eight years later, um, as a as a, a college baseball player, college baseball coach, and and a business or, or coaching type mindset. And you know, it's crazy to rewind the clock and, and think this is where I was going to end up. But man, I'm so thankful for the opportunities that I've had. Um, playing playing baseball and, and playing football for one year as well. Um, but the, the opportunities and, and open doors that Coach Kimon and the baseball program um, gave to me, I couldn't have asked for a, a better situation for me, and uh, it all worked out in the end. Eight years ago, did you ever think that your media background would help being a guest on the Dubuque Area Baseball <laughs> Podcast? Maybe, you know, in a couple of years, you'll be saying you'll want to be like Coach Manaman, and, and I can turn the reins yeah. over to you. You said you played football for one year. How did that your football career end up, and why did you only play uh, one year? Yeah, so I started nine out of the ten games as a, a fullback tight end. Um, got some time as a special teamer and, and I, coach man, I loved, I love football. Football is one of my favorite sports, love playing football, love the, the toughness, um, just the different coaching you get from, from football, baseball, basketball, all the different sports, um, love playing baseball or football at, at Loris, um, and the reason I really I hung up the cleats from football was the the culture that the baseball team had. I knew I knew I didn't want to do both for four years. Just just playing two sports is is a lot, um, and especially as a fullback, you know, you cook out six five defensive ends and, and linebackers, and, and and there's some legit players in in Division three. And I think that's a a misconception with all all Division three sports. But um, there are some legit defensive ends that were 6'5", 250, 260, um, and all the, all the headaches that I had from the, the kickout blocks and, and blocking those big defensive, defensive ends and defensive linemen uh, made me to have an easy decision to play, play baseball instead of football. So I'm uh, happy that I played my one year of college football. It was a great experience, but uh, really, really fell in love with the culture and the guys and the, and the teammates that I had at Loris when I played there and made it a, a pretty easy decision for me. You mentioned that you uh, reached out to Coach T-Bon, and a little bit of it was because of the culture that the baseball program had. But what else uh, made you contact um, Coach T-Bon wanting a baseball tryout after being recruited as a football player? Yeah, so for me, I was not recruited at all to play college baseball, and it's largely because my junior year, the day before our season, I was in the weight room and I was doing a power clean 
fell back and, and broke my wrist. So was out for my entire junior season. And, and being from Wisconsin back when I played, we had summer baseball. So really the only time coaches could have seen me was my senior year in the summer. And I had already made my decision to go play football. Um, so never really had a, a thought of playing college baseball when I first came to Loris, but always had the love and, and the passion for the game that, that uh, keeps me in it even today. Um, but about 10 days before the season started, I sent an email to coach T-Bon and said, Hey, coach T-Bon, Here's my stats from senior year. Um, would love an opportunity to try out for the team and was kind of waffling on it for a couple months leading up to the season at the end of the football season, heading into the baseball season. And uh, just kind of met some of the guys through classes at Laura, some of the baseball guys and thought, you know, they're, they're pretty cool dudes. And I think it'd be a good fit. And uh, really was convinced that the, the ultimate convincing factor was my mom. She, she's my best friend and uh, decided it convinced me that, you know, it'd be a good opportunity to try it for a year. And if I don't like it, then I don't have to do it after that first year. But once I uh, had the first practice, I, I fell in love and kind of a funny story. The first practice, I was the new guy, you know, missed all the fall. And, and with my first time really meeting 40, 40 college baseball players and probably the fifth or sixth throw the ball hit off the end of the glove and hit me square in the nose. And my eyes start watering naturally when you get hit in the nose. And I was more worried about what guys were going to think of me than the injury. And the athletic trainer came over, Chris Cam, who I'm good, good friends with now. He came running over and I was like, get out of here, Chris. I don't, I don't want to have everybody see me as the new guy who just got drilled in the face, but kind of a a funny story and and, a fun to look back on where I, where I ended up by my seat. So, yeah, love love my experience playing both football and baseball. When I did a Google search on you, I saw some pictures, and it looked like you were a left-handed submarine pitcher. What type of college career did you have at Loris? Yeah, so I, I was a guy who did two arm slots. So I'd go over the top. Um, was about 86 by my senior year over top and 84 from submarine sidearm. So having two arm angles with a couple different pitches at each arm angle really helped me. Um, but when I came in, I was, I was not, uh, a varsity level player. So I, I played JV my first year, um, made the varsity squad my sophomore year, got a bigger role by my junior year. And then by my senior year, um, was an all conference honorable, honorable mention relief pitcher, um, and, and helped us. You know, we were 14 and 26 my junior year and, and had some good guys come in and, and just a good group of senior leadership that senior year and ended up being 25 and 15 my senior year with uh, eighth eighth ranked in the region by the by the end of the season. So it uh, was, a, was a, a cool career for me starting on JV and ending up varsity and getting some honorable honorable mention all conference nods was a was a, a really cool accomplishment for myself and um, was proud of the, the work that I could put in. It's almost like that true underdog story. Injured in high school, nobody looks at him, goes to play college football, gives it up to play college baseball on the JV team, little by little improving, getting better every single day to being on a winning team your senior year, having a big role on that team and and making uh, all-conference all honorable mention. Now, Carl Tebon, you have an odd relationship with him, and I say odd in a good way. Many yeah. people know Coach Tebon as 
their coach. You got to know him as your coach, but you also know him as your boss. So how is Coach T-Bon different as playing for him? And how is he different as working for him as his top assistant? Yeah, well, that was one of the coolest parts of of coming on staff as a full-time assistant for Coach T-Bon was – like you said, I got to see him as a player, and then I also got to see him as a coach. And, and just talking about Coach T, you know, I'll get a get get kind of sappy with you, but he was an awesome, awesome coach as a player. You know, he he took true investment into each guy on the team, cared about us, and you could see that as a player. But then when coming on staff as a full timer. I got to see just how much he truly cares about each and every guy. He eats, sleeps, breathes, lowers baseball, um, and, and cares so deeply about each of the players and getting to see that. I knew it as a player. I felt it as a player, but getting to see it as a coach and how much he cares about all his guys was a really an eye opening experience and, and, and an awesome experience for me. And, and I always like to say I'm a baseball sponge. I try to soak up as much knowledge as I can, wherever I go, from whoever I talk to, and having, you know, Coach Tebon here at Loris for 26 years and getting to soak up as much knowledge as I can from him. It's a really, really awesome opportunity to start my coaching career. Before we start getting into the technical aspects and ask you about pitching, because you are the pitching coach for Loris, couple memories here I want you to reflect on. What would be your most memorable Carl Tebon moment that you had playing for him and coaching with him? And then what would be some of your top memories of your career as a player at Loris College? You know, I think my favorite playing memory and coaching memory kind of tied together with Coach Tebon. We were my junior year. Um, and senior year, we got to play against the University of Iowa. And what Coach Tebon does is he takes all the seniors in his vans um, when he we drive to anywhere and we use the vans. So it was a bus van full of seniors and Coach Tebon. And I didn't know it at the time, but his best friend and, and college roommate, John Rustle, sends him a game day song every game day. And so when we're in the van at the time, I didn't know that he says, hey, guys, I got a song that I got to play for you and plays it. And I'll never forget seeing the sun shine off his head as he's bobbing his head, driving to the University of Iowa to take on, take on the Hawkeyes. Um, and the whole band starts, starts jamming out. We were, we were all dancing in there and it was just a, a such a, a fun experience. And that's, that's what I think the, the most fun is, is the bus rides, the van rides uh, playing college baseball that you can't, you can't replace that. Um, but years later, now I'm his assistant coach. I have a, a relationship with his best friend, John Russell, just because of the, the times that he reaches out to him. I'm on the phone with him sometimes. And so he started sending me the, the game day songs. And so I sent him back that song that he sent when I played. And I said, here's my game day song. We jammed to this, you know, my senior year. And, and he texted me, he goes, yeah, I was the one that sent that song. So kind of a, a funny story. We're connecting with his his uh, best buddy, and and that's been a game day ritual for me to play that song. And and uh, you know, kind of a, a cool cool memory that I have from from Coach Tebon. I have heard <laughs> Coach Tebon described as the ultimate players coach. I know I've been out with people, whether it be for dinner or watching a sporting event, and. 
they get a text message and they will tell me that it was Coach T-Bond texting them and these people haven't played for uh, Coach T-Bond in some of them eight, ten years and he still connects with them on a weekly basis seeing how, how things are going and I know as a former coach and, and former player you got to maintain those relationships because uh, you never know um, who might have that big superstar son coming the way that he might uh, be able to recruit 20 or, or 30 years from now. Now, real quickly, in your opinion, when we think about pitching, what are the keys to be a successful high school pitcher? You and I have sat together at high school games. We've talked pitching at high school games. And how and what do they need to do to transfer that to college to be a successful college pitchers as well? What do you think would be some of those big keys in being a successful high school pitcher and continuing that trend in college? Yeah. Well, what I, what I preach at, at Loris with our pitchers is you got to be able to compete. And what I always like to tell people about competition is I would never put a player out there and say, hey, let's run bunt coverage five had we never practiced bunt coverage five. And I look at competition kind of like a, a bunt coverage five or a skill that you have to practice. For me as a coach, I never want to send a kid out there, flip them a ball and say, hey, go compete if we've never practiced competition. So I practice our, our drill work, our, our conditioning, our bullpens even are, are competitive. Right. So we, we try to compete and practice that skill. And I truly believe it is a skill to be competitive and have that competitive edge. We practice that and, and try and flip that switch on as much as we can. So when we get to game day, they're ready to compete. And I think for a high school, a high school player and high school pitcher, if you can go out there and compete, compete your tail off, um, that's a great start. And obviously there's so much that goes into pitching. Um, but if you're a competitor, that's the way to go and that's the way to start. But to me, pitching, especially at the high school level and the college level and the professional level, is is so mental. It's so mental. And I think that's an area that high schoolers, really at every level, pitchers overlook that. Um, so we try to get um, as much practice as we can on the mental side of pitching. So we do visualization. We'll do breathing exercises. We'll do meditation. And I, I'll tell the pitcher, when you get into a situation that your heart's beating a little faster, your heart rate is, is going up, whether it's a close or a start, find whatever breathing exercise works best for you and then execute that and be able to execute your best pitch. Try not to look at it too far ahead of getting the out or getting the, the out of the inning or getting a five-inning start or whatever it is. Really break it down into I'm going to pitch my best pitch right here um, and kind of stack on and add on pitches and pitches and outs and outs, and, and you'll end up having a, a good ball game. Last question before we hit into that podcast-killing double play. How does the future look for Loris Baseball, and what does the future look like for Coach Woj? Loris Baseball has got a bright future. You know, we have a great team coming back. You got the Luke Fenley, the, the Conference Player of the Year, coming back. You got a couple, five of our six all-conference guys coming back. So really excited about the group we have coming back. And the group we have coming in is a really special group. Um, and there's some core young guys on the team that I think we can really build upon along with that group coming in, where I think Loris Baseball is going to be a team to reckon with over the next 
four years plus for sure with this group that we have. And then for, for recruits, you know, I, I, I'd like to say to them, come join the party. You know, we're not, we're not planning on going anywhere. So come, come join us and, and come join that nucleus of young talent that we have. Um, and it, it's going to be a really successful program. And, and with coach T-Bond at, at the head, you know, like, like we've talked about, it's an awesome culture and a, a successful culture. And for me, um, you know, my goal, my dream is to be a head baseball coach. And, and obviously the dream would be to be a head baseball coach at Loris. Um, I think coach T-Bond and I have talked, he's got, he says he has 10 more years, um, before he's going to hang it up. So maybe 10 years down the road, I'll be, I'll be returning to Loris as the, the head baseball coach, but I plan on sticking around at Loris for really the next five years. Um, because my, my fiance is a medical student and she has two years of rotations and then a, a three year placement where she can kind of choose where she wants to be placed. Um, and so we're hoping that that can be placed near Dubuque and near Loris and, and I can be the, the full-time assistant for coach T-Bond for, for five more years. So a bright future for, for Loris baseball, that's for sure. And, and I'm excited to be a part of that. And I would also say a bright future for you marrying a medical student. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank you. Thank and you. you mentioned some of your players coming back. If you have not yet listened to the key city all Dubuque team, our college edition of the top players who had the top seasons from Loris College, Clark University, and the University of Dubuque. Go check that out. 643, we're out of here. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.